It's the 10 to 1 podcast with your host, Brad Oman, featuring Ben Conowitz and Nate Laux. And here's the podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome back. Welcome back. We did it. We had another episode of Saturday Night Live. It's episode just- 2 of season 49 of Saturday Night Live. And if you can't tell, we're in a great mood. Why? Because SNL is back. I'm just so excited. I'm just happy. Yes. I'm just- The world is right. And happy. I'm not even wearing pants. It is- We, we a, wanted to talk about bit, that, actually. A bit awkward. We'll talk about that. But I am awkward. wearing Shrek Crocs. You do. And honestly, we have another podcast that's about movies that we didn't talk about. About those. I know, but you know what? This is it's synergy because uh, Chris Farley did voice the original Shrek. That well, that is, or Shrek is a part of this episode. There's that. Mike Myers uh, voiced Shrek. He's from Saturday Night Live, but also uh, NBC is part of the NBC Universal umbrella. DreamWorks is owned by Universal. It's all it's all happening. It's all happening. And and, and Bad Buddy was Shrek. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Episode. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> See, like this is the kind of genius that we have. Yes, that we, this, yeah. This, this is, is what, what makes listen, this podcast good. This is why all 13 We're of you tune really in. Really smart. We get We're it. really we get smart. It. Really smart. Bad Bunny host and musical guest this episode. Yes, first time hosting. Second time musical guest. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it is. Yeah, there he uh, was a musical guest on February twentieth, two thousand and twenty-one, on the. Um, you're going to have to help me pronounce this. What's the guy from Bridgerton, Ray-Jean? Ray-Jean Page. Thank you. Yep. Uh, he, when he hosted. Mm-hmm. He's a handsome dude. He he's, is a handsome he's dude. He's so handsome. Yes. Yep. He's, so. not, he's not Idris Elba handsome. Well, they're a different generation, though. He might age to perfection. Like but Idris my Elba. word. Uh, Maybe mis- stop trying to, to pit people against each other. Yeah, exactly. Can't two people They're both be British and handsome. Why can't I say that? Mm-hmm. But they can both be beautiful. Yeah. And they can both be be handsome men who are just successful and just live in the dream. Did you guys know much about Bad Bunny? I didn't. Like, I, I'm not a Bad Bunny Bull, fan. Bullet Train is my only yeah, experience Yeah, the, the extent of my knowledge is I knew that he was a famous uh, Puerto Rican hip-hop artist who is very, very popular. Yeah, I, no, I, he's I, know, I know he's huge. Uh, and I, I saw him in Bullet Train, and I, and I think we mentioned before he was supposed to do uh, El Muerto, which was like a Sony Pictures comic M- movie. Might still, actually, I think, right? I don't think so. I think okay. it sounds like he's not involved anymore. Okay. So, yeah. So, so El Muerto is it, died? Is, Good one. Good one. Is it something that <laughs> he will likely kind of expand past music? You think in the future? Is that uh, you know? It, it remains to be seen. A, a part of it, I think, um, it depends on why he's not doing um, more or anything like that. Because I think that there's, uh, as we'll talk about in this episode, there are limits to his capabilities on the acting front because English is not his first language. Uh, when it comes to the stuff that he did fully in Spanish, I thought he was hilarious oh, of and, and, and great. Uh, but there's a little bit of still to deliver there. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get into that. Uh, but let's let's just get right into the episode, I think. Yeah. So um, I want to congratulate James Austin Johnson as well because he said live from New York, it's Saturday night for the 18th time. Oh. Moving into 26th place. There you go. Uh, tying former longtime cast members Bobby Moynihan. And Luke Null. And Maya Rudolph. <laughs> no, not not Luke Knoll. And who, Jerry Miner. <laughs> no, who do, you, who do you place above? Maya Rudolph or Bobby Moynihan? That'd be tough for me. Oh, gosh. That's, God, that's a tough really one. T- that no, is a honestly, tough one. I don't think that's fair. Because I love both of them. Yeah, not they're because both they're amazing. Yeah, I think that I like more of Bobby Moynihan's recurring oh, characters. Why? But, but, I, but, I, but I think I Maya appreciate Rudolph, what she brings to the show more. I think I think she's a more diverse. Yeah, cast she, member. she does more she for you. More, as more, a more well-rounded. But again, as soon as I say she was so good, I'm thinking. But so was freaking Bobby Moynihan. Yeah. Yeah. So so good. So God, I miss him so much. I do too. I like him a lot. All right, let's uh, go on to Jim Jordan cold open. Jim Jordan, played by Mikey Day, is pissed about not being Speaker of the House, which is true. 
but is cheered up by George Santos, played by Bowen Yang, Lauren Boebert, played by Chloe Feynman, and finally, The Donald, played by James Austin Johnson. It also stars Heidi Gardner as the secretary. Who do you think played The Hand? It's a good question. That's a good question. I, I honestly know. want to know if because it's a real, it was a real boob grab. It was, and it, it was, was aggressive, and I, it, it made me a little uncomfortable. And I wonder what that dynamic was like. Like maybe that was if she sees somebody, maybe that was really her. You know? I don't think they really worry about that in Hollywood because like, I know, but like full on sex scenes in but Hollywood, that's a real, man. That was just a real. So for SNL, this was this was a bit of a more of a raunchy episode. I mean, Kate McKinnon used to like tongue bathe whoever the no, host was during the last call sketches. It just felt very yeah. different because like hand on boob on. It just feels. I thought, it felt I, weird. The boob, the I followed just crossing the line for. I don't know. You. I mean, but I also you'd be fine with someone licking your face, <laughs> so but as, he, as soon as they grab your tit, you're he, like, ah, I'm done here. He, here's what it was. It was like in those scenes where Kate McKinnon's in it. Uh, it, it's consensual. There's two people making out. This this is not obviously. It's making a, a joke about it's it. Consensual. It's it was it, her it, date. It, 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 hold, hold on, hold on. It just means that like it's n- there was no reciprocation. It's just one person doing something to somebody else. But and, expected. And in, it's not like they surprised comedy, her. Though, yeah. Right? Like, I, no, I get it. But like it's in, not like uh, someone was backstage going, "Hey, go up there and grab her." Tits no, I know. But happens. like in 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 the in the Kate McKinnon sketches, and maybe maybe nobody agrees with me. But but the, the, the two does, two but, yeah. two partners are making out. That's one thing. When it's one person just doing something to the other person, it's it's more awkward. Take that up with. Lauren Boebert, okay? <laughs> More like uh, Lauren Boebert. All right, Ugh. so we're back to political cold opens. Yeah, and I know Jim Jordan is a loser, uh, but I think we're all losers for having to sit through this fucking sketch. Oh, again, guys, why? We got to get better. We got to get better at these They're political not, sketches. Just, just or so just don't terrible. do them. Oh, but Stop. But you can't do them well. I've seen them well. When, when Alec Baldwin was doing Donald Trump in the beginning, that was electric, right? When... Um, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's it. Cool. You've named no, the we've, one. We've had some uh, Will Ferrell doing George Bush. Sure, sure. No, no, of course. No, but the, 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 greatest, the greatest hits are always going to be the greatest hits. So whenever they did a Bush-Gore debate, yeah. uh, you know, the stuff that they had with, with Hillary, Hillary and Barack great, Obama, you know, uh, you know, there's plenty of good stuff that was great. But like, I think the problem is somewhere along the lines, Lorne Michaels got it in his head that when with those being hits, they always need to try and replicate and get the topical stuff uh, like right there in the cold open because I think that's what's going to bring people in. But it's not like 80% of the time, it's not as good as it should be if you want to keep viewers. And I think, Ben, you've mentioned this before too. It's like if you want people to stick around for the show, like you need to put something really good Agreed. up top yeah. before the monologue begins what, for the cold open. What's your best sketch? And lead with that, honestly, because if you're being selfish as a business and you want people to stick around, you don't do the thing that doesn't work. Yeah. Right? And to be so fair, I just don't get that. To be fair, it's not about the performances, no, right? The, they're the, fine. The, the cast members are fine. doing their it's, roles well. And, and it's, it's just not well Well, we talked about this. Written. Like, It's not well written because these are these comedians are so young they're, and they probably don't really give a shit about politics, but they're forced to write a political sketch. So it's like, well, I guess I watched Lauren Boomer got her tit grabbed. I guess we'll do something. With I don't. That. Even, I don't even think that's it. I just think. I just think that like the material. Why not, is it so poorly written? I just think that the material is not there to like really do something that is worth lampooning in a way that's genuinely laugh out loud funny. But like, they've done it before. I I also think it is so absurd now. That like George Santos is an absurd character in real life. Yeah, like life. the stuff George Santos does in Lauren real life Boebert is funnier than is, anything you could make up for him. And so it's hard to satire, satirize these characters because they're so absurd anyway. So it's like, oh, we're gonna make fun of Lauren Boebert getting her boob grabbed. So she did that. That's a real thing me, that happened. Let me so ask, it's not that funny. Let me ask the question then. Uh, there's there, typically these days there's only one political sketch per show, and it's the opener, mm-hmm. right? Is are we just semantically talking about survivor bias because there are let's say that one out of every 20 of them 
are, are really out loud funny. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? One out of every 20 sketches is memorable enough for like a best of DVD. Sure. But and so like the survivor bias might just be that because they don't have that many at bats as the political thing. One out of 20 is probably their average of like an all timer sketch that you'll remember. And that's still happening, whether it's political or non-political, but there's only one political sketch, and that's why it's most of the time bad, and you just have that taste in your mouth. Maybe, but I think my my bigger problem, though, is that more often than not, if there is only one political sketch, it's typically the cold open, and it just starts the show off on, like, such a shit note, you know? Like, like it just makes me, like, sigh and just think, oh, fucking hell. And it gets probably gets a lot of people to tune out, too, or like, oh, geez, SNL isn't funny anymore. Like, that's where that comes from. The other thing about this is, though, like, to, agree, maybe, maybe to play devil's advocate again, they don't necessarily know which sketch is gonna go over super well like it, it did okay at dresser it did funny at dresser, yeah. this and that so when you're saying oh like that one sketch with pedro pascal was hilarious and 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 it was surprisingly so they wouldn't know to move that one to the front because they didn't know it was gonna be that good sure there's i think there's some of that but like there's enough consistency there that like they know what they're doing for the most part like every clearly now clearly they don't no i mean that's that's the thing is i, I don't know uh, this I was just so frustrated by this sketch. Uh, there were two pr- uh, practical nitpicks I have. Did you guys? <laughs> did you guys notice them? Uh, the boob grab. There something about the boob grab. No, go ahead. What is? It? So the first one is is it didn't go honk honk. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I grab a boob, there's a cartoon sound. That goes it's out. true. No, it's true. Uh, no. The so first of all, uh, Mikey Day as Jim Jordan breaks his phone, and Heidi Garner brings him a new one in. Yep. Uh, they don't ever hook up the new phone, but then he gets a call on it. Okay. You can see the cord oh, plugged into the phone geez. that was on his yep. desk. Yep. There we go. <laughs> yeah. The second. Oh, and the other one. The, You're when fun he, to no, watch, says no one. No, when, when he broke the phone though, it looked fake. It didn't look like a real broken phone. The second one, uh, and I don't know why this wasn't easily rectified or fixed because they do stuff like this very easily all the time, is when they cut to Lauren Boebert, who's supposed to be in a theater show, she's in one theater seat, and there's just a fuchsia background behind her. You couldn't put a green screen behind her or even some kind of mat or something that made it look like she was actually in a theater? Or just like three to five chairs with extras yeah like two people sitting behind her like (laughs) you you just have her sit in one like plush theater chair and like no we're just gonna put that pink background behind her that'll work piss me off (laughs) you know i'm I'm thinking they build these beautiful sets i know and they can't they can't they can't do anything yeah because no one cares about the political (laughs) call open not even the crew yeah Do, do you think there's a subtlety missing in some of the political humor too you think back to i think they're really hitting it on the will ferrell doing george bush and then when like Dana Carvey did George Bush Sr. and they played on the Dana Carvey George Bush Sr. is a lot smarter than George Bush thing, and George Bush is kind of a, a little, a little bit simpler kind of thing. And you know he goes and he kisses his son, you know, on the cheek and things like this. It was a subtlety. It was something that everyone was thinking, but nobody was saying kind of thing about their relationship. Um, I think and the, it brought it to the light. I think to Brad's point, though, I just don't think any of their political humor is doing that now. It's that subtle. It's I, not I, good. I think to Brad's it's point, smart. You, to, honestly, you said something right there that brings up Brad's point, which was um, it was something that everybody was talking about privately, but nobody was saying. Yeah. Now everyone is saying it yeah. all the time, and so SNL isn't isn't doing a weekend or not because they can't yeah because it's not like it like it's not been on fox news or nmsnbc like did you see lauren bobert right if it was a news story that was printed in the new york times that only a few people read then they made fun of it that's that's clever political comedy but when it's everywhere and you're just doing the same thing that these people have done it's it's just it's hitting you in the face with something beating a dead horse at that point yeah do you also think that social media 
hurts it because the punchlines are already out there before yeah. every yeah, sketches there's, there's, can there's be... tons of other funnier jokes that are already online the, before SNL that, I, I wonder if that's hard too the internet because... is undefeated right yep. when when you post a, a tweet uh, that is uh, thirsty or or dumb and you get roasted by the entirety of the internet the cream of the crap will rise and you'll get like this is the funniest thing I've ever read and then SNL does a bit about it two weeks later and you're like wow that's really tired so then do you have to go do you think again we're, we're idiots so but do you think it would be more helpful to go more absurdist in it? So you put these political characters, you make some political commentary, but in the context of a game show or in the context of something I else. I think more often than not, that has worked better. You know, every now and then you do have uh, a sketch that is meant to be just just basic satire that does land for whatever reason because they figure out a good premise, a good spin on like a real world event that happened. But so much of it just comes from like just just pointing out and mocking the po- the politics and like the people themselves, and that, that's not always where the best comedy comes from. You know, so, I, like, I want to see Jim Jordan uh, running for PTA president at his kid's school and not winning three times in a yeah, row. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I want to take yeah. take take the politics out of it, put it in the real world where it's not just doing the thing that happened. But kind of doing the thing that you know that how hard is that? I think that'd be funnier. I'm not a writer, obviously, but it's just so it's just so easy. And and what what makes me a little worried is that we're getting ready for another political season coming up, right? This is all what too, again? I know, right? They keep doing it, and to so us. it's going to get worse. Um, it, after the beginning of the year, probably we're going to get a lot of you know because the election year is there. And I just hope they figure it out. I really hope they do. And, and I don't. I, I hope that they don't do the thing they've been doing, which because they had success with Tina Fey and because they had success uh, with Alec Baldwin, whoever the front runner is on both, it's like, oh, uh, what's Woody Harrelson doing or what's what's John Goodman doing or let's, let's get somebody famous in to play that. I want to see the cast be able to be the cast. And do it. And better. Alec Baldwin wasn't the cast, so and that was, I mean, an all timer, right? He was no again, it, but the, because of the success of that, then they started doing it too much, right? Jim Carrey came in, and and it's it's fine, but the SNL at its roots, I think, is is a very cast based thing, and the cast is so big right now that you're limiting so much time for these people to to really be funny. Yeah. yeah. All right, moving on. Bad Bunny monologue. Um, first-time host Bad Bunny talks about speaking English and Spanish, and gets help from his translator Pedro Pascal. Um, now, Brad, as as a the lone Latino member of this podcast, mm-hmm. did you enjoy the Spanish bits of it? Yeah, uh, and there's a lot of them in this episode too, which which we'll get to. Um, but and I, I I think what I appreciate most is that. Bad Bunny is somebody, obviously, because he's very successful, he brings with him a certain level of confidence that Absolutely. maybe uh, certain people aren't afforded. Even somebody who understands that he doesn't speak English very well acknowledges it, but he's still having God, fun. It, he's it very, did, very charming. It didn't matter to him. No, yeah, it was It great. was awesome. Like, like that, the, honestly, the one line where I was like, oh, okay, he's pretty cool, is when he talks about, he's like, he's like everyone's been wondering, he's like, you know, why are you hosting SNL? And it's like, it's like well, I do whatever I want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. And I, the fact I, that he said that and everybody in the audience that was clearly there to see him yeah. was like, wow. Yeah. Like, I get it. Like that, that swagger cannot, that's international swagger. Yeah. I don't give no, a he, he really has some, imp- some impressive yeah. swagger. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, that, and that really shows too, because you'll, you'll get like talented actors in here who are clearly nervous and they don't necessarily vibe with the live comedy element of it. Uh, and he wasn't perfect all the time throughout the show. But he wasn't nervous. Yeah. He was it, not it nervous. Was definitely not. He's like, it's almost like he thought in his head, if this doesn't go well, I'm still bad bunny. Yeah, I'm still crushing it. <laughs> exactly. And my whole life is <laughs> And great, he is. Yes. Know? But it but then again, it wasn't so cocky 
that like he he like Pete Davidson did last season where he just didn't give a shit. Yeah. He clearly cared no, and, he tried. And, and was all yeah. in. But it just it, that confidence, man. Yeah. You cannot teach that. There was an element where he did. I, he he actually reminded me a little bit of you, Ben. Uh, the, uh, we do share very similar. Bulls the picture right where he didn't have the clothes on. <laughs> you do like to sit on sand dunes with just a yeah. towel on your crotch. Where we record, we record at Ben's house, it's and true. there's a lot of posters of him slightly. A naked. lot of sand around too. <laughs> Honestly, it gets everywhere. Uh, but no, he was he was very charming, and uh, I liked I like what the he brought to the table, bringing Pedro Pascal out to quote I love unquote, I, I love help him, him so with much. translating. Oh, good lord! Uh, and it was it it wasn't something that was like laugh out loud funny, but it was a cute bit because they do the thing where he says something really long in Spanish, and then Pedro Pascal is like, "Yeah, I'm really excited to be here with my favorite actor, Pedro Pascal." <laughs> also, uh, Brad, you a real a technical question: uh, What were they saying? Oh, I catch words here and there, but I am, I am not fluent in uh, El Espanol. It's, it's, Do you speak is... worse, uh, worse Spanish than Bad Buddy speaks English? Uh, yeah, probably. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Does your, is your mom fluent in Spanish? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So you my are- My mom and my you, aunt and my are you, are deceased you, grandparents. You are a dis, like a disappointment. Oh, absolutely. In more ways than one. <laughs> is it- not just the Spanish. Yeah. I'm 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 a, a diverse disappointer. No, Nate, Nate, I believe it's called uh, El Disappointmento. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the um, that's the word. All right, moving on. Let's go to uh, rap battle written by Jake Nordwind, uh, a rapper Mikey Day, uh, played by Mikey Day, raps about his incestual relations with Bad Bunny as the other rapper, with Keenan Thompson as the host, Michael Longfellow and Punky Johnson as two of the audience members, and Ego Wodum and Devin Walker as Day's friends by the way i've been saying ego nuotum and apparently it's ego wotum i just learned this week is that true are you sure i'm pretty sure whenever i hear daryl hammond say he says ego nuotum i would like some clarification from the judges because i heard ego wotum uh on what what yeah where where someplace that she was, I can't remember the clip, but it was like so, so somebody mispronounced her name. Yeah, maybe that I don't. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's, I don't it's, know if you've ever I'm, been there before, I'm, where it's like, oh no, have I been saying this word no. wrong for so I'm long? I'm 90 percent sure you hear the n. Okay, that's yeah. that makes sense to me. Yeah, but they said ego wotum. I'm like maybe oh. maybe it just kind of ran together so yeah. close. No, that, yeah, it's ego. It's ego nuotum. Ego nuotum. Yeah. yeah. What if it's not? Then I'll eat, I'll eat my hat, but it's, it's Edward Norton. Yeah, because I've been saying it for three years. Yeah, and I'll watch And I am not hat. willing to admit I've been no, wrong for three honestly, years. And honestly, I had to look it up then because I wanted to make sure yeah. I didn't fuck it up. You know? Yeah, no, I finally got to saying it right, and now I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, rap battle, what would you guys think of this? Uh, I thought it was it was pretty good. Uh, this is obviously taking a cue from 8 Mile, uh, the, the final battle in the movie where Eminem uh, literally does the same thing where he takes all of, like the good stuff that's going to be used against him and makes fun of himself before the other rapper gets a chance to. But this takes it to a delightfully absurd level. Uh, you know, talking about his not having any balls and you know living. No, he having four balls. Well, at first it's not having any balls. And I'm pretty it? sure it's just like he's got four balls, two lower and two upper. Oh, that's right. That, yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like I and I and it's I awesome. and I like Bad Bunny's response to is like it's like I, I, I can I help you at all? Like if you yeah. need to talk to me, like you seem like almost like a sweetheart. Yeah, there. and like, I, I do know that this is like the first sketch of the night, and so the this was the first time that I'm seeing. Okay, this this might be a little rough because. Of course, if somebody speaks fluent English and can and respond immediately and with the with with the kind of uh, um, inflection you'd need, maybe it goes a little better. However, uh, again, 
it's just really fun to see a guy who barely speaks the language still be able to do it. Yeah. And it was, he, he pulls it off. And I think uh, it worked to his advantage in this one because in a way it kind of applied to the character sure. because yeah, he's yeah. reacting and like, I don't really know what yeah. to say. I'm yeah. sorry you I went you through that. It's all very nervousness. Yeah. Is almost yeah. yeah. It's all it, very yeah. stilted and, it, and which is a great lead up. Like that's great that this is the first sketch they had him do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a, a good sketch. It wasn't a great sketch. Two, two things for me: one good, one bad about uh, the the Brad Mantics. I'm going to start calling this. Uh, so Brad Mantically, uh, Punky Johnson didn't appear in the last shot of this of of the, the scene, mm-hmm. and she was in it the whole time. And then they cut to that scene, and and I think it's uh, was it Marcelo Hernandez? There was Michael Longfellow. Michael, Michael Longfellow. Sorry, he's standing there, but Punky Johnson's nowhere to be seen. She clearly had to go to the next sketch. Well, some people she had to get also, ready for telenovela, and some people leave rap battles. <laughs> I'm in the guest shit to get ready for telling. So I get that, but it's like, then don't make her that. Per- I don't know. I didn't like that. But then the other thing I did like is that when Egonorum leaves, the she was drinking a big gulp, and the only thing left on the stool is the big gulp. So mm-hmm. it's not like they were never there, but it's like, yeah, no, her, your friends left, and the only thing they left is their drink. Yeah. So there's a good and a bad there with with set decoration and and uh, and decision making. There you go. All right, moving on. The Age of Discovery. I cannot pronounce this in Spanish. Maybe you can, Brad. How do no. you say the age of discovery? Uh, it's it's, it's, it's something I, I don't know what the word for ages, but it's, it's some la era de la era de descubierto, uh, uh, descubrimiento, descubrimiento, yeah. descubrimiento. Uh, written by Shooters, Ana de Armas. <laughs> written written by Shooter Seidel and Marcelo Hernandez in Spain. Two peasants or pescants, Mike, Mikey Day, Fred, play, Mikey Day. Right, let me start. This Hold thing. on a second. God. Did you say pescants? That's the word, yes. Um, Pescantes. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm going to say Pescantes. Look, All right. Maybe we'll look up the word Pescantes yeah, and gonna, see if it's a thing. I'm going to look it up. It might what, what are you reading this off of? Your notes? The, yeah, the, notes? the same one I got. Same the got the trivia questions. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I know that that was, you were not happy with that. I, I It was delightful. I was having the best time listening to you do that. Yeah, it is so funny. It doesn't look, well, uh, funnily enough, the word pescant is a Spanish word that means uh, rape. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but it must be. It must be peasant. It must be just. I like think it's the. Channel. I think it's the Spanish word for peasant. Uh, but I'm going to change it to peasant. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Because <laughs> because again, we don't speak Spanish. Yeah. Pescante. All right. In Spain, or let me start. In Spain, two peasants played by Mikey Day and longtime cast member, retired cast member. Fred Armisen pitch and show the king and his son, played by Bad Bunny and Marcelo Hernandez, things that they discovered during their voyage in the New World. Andrew Dismukes appears as one of the servants. Uh, the entire sketch is in. Spanish. I think Andrew Dismukes is actually more of a, a, like a holy man, like a friar. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. He's got that, that haircut. Yeah, and he's got the oh, holy yeah, water. Friar tuck style. Yeah, because the holy water was, I think, hilarious. Yeah, actually, yeah, it was great. Um, I loved it. What did you guys think? Uh, it worked on all levels. I absolutely love this sketch, uh, and this really st- was what showed how great Bad Bunny is That's, speaking so in his too. negative language because he's very funny in this sketch. He's like, hilarious. His facial expressions, the way he says stuff, like in Spanish, incredulously responding to the things. Uh, lead, lead, lead with that. Yeah, like it's it, just so good. Uh, it, the the way that they said caca when they're talking about <laughs> the cigar. <laughs> Why does it have testicles on its face? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you brought, brought this. This is amazing. A horse, but worse. But worse. I mean, uh, it got me too because yeah. I was actually being like, maybe he does like it. I yeah. Because it's the fact that they so 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 cleverly written that the second animal right 
could technically be something they like. Yeah. And it got me because I was like, oh, maybe this is, oh. It, it Which totally, felt very oh, Marcelo so Hernandez, right? Yeah. Because oh, he's God. got that kind of sarcasm. He, yeah. And and he was a star this this whole episode. And, then, Marcelo yeah, and they end with gold. And I was like, yeah, do lead with that. Next lead with time. that next. Yeah. What are you doing? And I, and I also appreciate it. It felt like an old school joke too. But the fact that they ended on bringing back the joke they did earlier, when they're like, they're like, well, we can't. It was a perfect they, like, go, go, go around. And even the fryer guy. Yeah, yeah. right. Like, go around. Go around. We've talked about this before. Sometimes Amazing. SNL sketches don't know their way out of the sketch. Oh, this one perfect full circle. From beginning full to end. circle. Yeah, well like done. a glo- like a globe. Yeah, full yeah. circle. And it was good all around too. I mean, from the production design yep. to the only thing, one shortcoming I would say. Oh God, it's very clear they don't have enough Hispanic cast well, members. Mikey Day, because Mikey Day's Spanish. He sucks. Speak, he speaks Spanish. Like he, he could, it was better. Better than us. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, uh, 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 a la izquierda, uh, eat, 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 eat uh, quesadillas. That's pretty good, Mikey Day. <laughs> no, I don't. Also, no, I, I, also that, you, just said, you just said to the left, quesadillas. Yeah, I know. And I, I, I appreciate that, that, like, Mikey, if you're listening, that was great. Because nobody, you, again, they ran out of... Spanish being they had to bring in Fred Armisen. Yeah, they really did. And uh, so when Bad Bunny hosted in, 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 the, in the monologue, I said to myself, oh, man, it kind of sucks that Fred Armisen isn't still in the cast because they could clearly have a lot of truly back and forth. And so to see him was yeah. delightful, honestly. What do you guys think of Andrew Smukes in this one? It's just a funny like yeah. bit, little part. Like the, I, and, that's why I love it. Is he's become a he's become a person that if you put him in there, I he's going to do enough oh, silliness I that yeah. I'm yeah. going to love it. Yeah, yeah. go yeah. around, dude. What are you, go yeah. around. And the way he splashed the holy water. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was so, no. Honestly, this was uh, uh, and the and the the subtitles and the fact that it's all it was incredible. Yeah, loved it. Yeah, Very it well was done. Bold, honestly, to do this because mm-hmm. it was all in Spanish, and so I really th- this was one of several sketches where I really appreciated how. The writers and the cast leaned into making Bad Bunny look good mm-hmm. by doing sketches that like used his native language right? and yep. let yeah and let him be funny in a way like didn't try to force him into a situation where it wasn't going to work. You know, there's a couple sketches that are rough because of the language barrier that he has since he's not you know super super fluid with English, but the way they let him use Spanish it, like made him very funny. In so this, this is a great that's a great point, Brad, because I do truly feel like sometimes when anybody and i'm not talking about language barriers or anything sometimes when a host comes on it's like they the show doesn't know how to utilize their actual strengths yeah and this is a great example of like fuck it we're gonna go all in on on making you look the best you can and giving you an opportunity and they must have known obviously based on uh the fact that he is incredible in his native language yeah you know with it if, if marcelo hernandez is speaking with with bad bunny for four seconds he's like oh wait no this guy gets it and then they can have that conversation. Uh, from what I understand, too, because uh, my my girlfriend or my fiance, Brittany, is more into the music scene than I am. And she's very familiar with Bad Bunny and likes his music. And she said that he is even very funny, like in his music videos and stuff like that. So apparently. You can tell he's very charismatic. Yeah. Like yeah, he, he's got that element and to him. To kind of piggyback off what you're saying, too, I, I think that m- maybe some of the issue isn't necessarily like SNL, maybe having like a, a shortcoming and not like figuring out what to do with a host is that maybe sometimes the host just isn't forthcoming you know enough to like that let is, them figure it out. Brad, that is super fair, honestly. Yeah. Uh that that seems like I'm really shitting on SNL. Yeah. But realistically if, if somebody shows up and they're like, this is what we're working with. I right. mean we're trying, but you won't even glean into the things that yeah. you are good at, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's you want to be a you want to be against type? Cool. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to make fun of this part of exactly. you know, yeah. Oh yeah. Language barriers is a big hurdle to get over especially in comedy it's yeah. the biggest right um, it's but, a- so i look at this as also um for example uh, uh megan the stallion mm-hmm. right she was megan the stallion 
every sketch. Yeah. She didn't try at no. all to be different. And I feel like Bad Bunny did a great job of of just leaning in and being like, I'm going to try to not be Bad Bunny. And at the very least, yeah, at the, at the very least, if it didn't work, he was trying for sure. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. All right. Moving on. Telenovela written by Jimmy Fowley and Kara O'Sullivan. Actors Bad Bunny and Marcelo Hernandez try to practice their lines while Latina Jefferson, played by Punky Johnson, keeps tripping over her lines with Mikey Day as the director and Mick Jagger, for some reason, plays the pair's father. <laughs> yeah, that was the... Of all the cameos we didn't need in this episode was a, Mick so Jagger. So fucking weird. So random. Like, what, and not what, great. Like, what are you friends doing? with Lorne Michaels, and he was spending the night or something. He's what like, is, hey, you got, you got Mick, something for me? Is, is Mick Jagger good friends with Bad Bunny? Uh, no, I, I think... It was odd thing. I think there is like some sort of either tour or album release that's happening. That's nearby? I, I'm not joking. I think that they really are doing something. And so he's the like... Two I'm, them? The I'm, two of them? No, no, no. Uh, Mick no, Jagger no. and Bad Bunny. <laughs> Good old, that's, I'm like, we're what? hitting the road. It's Mick Bunny. That sounds oddly racist, and I don't know why. Uh, no, the idea that uh, uh, the, the Rolling Stones or, or Mick Jagger are doing something. Yeah. And then Mick Jagger calls up Lauren Michaels, like, uh, uh, who are like friends? Come, they are. Yeah, they both are. Both of them are friends. I'd like to come on the show to promote this. And he's like, I mean, I guess. Bad. Bunny. <laughs> Seriously though, take him out. What did you think of this sketch? So I think I thought this was pretty funny for the most part. Um, I again, you make great use of Bad Bunny here by having him speak Spanish, uh, limited English words, and of course the focus is on Punky Johnson's character because she's just hilariously poorly speaking Spanish. This is some of the funniest shitty Spanish yeah. I've yeah. heard. Oh my god, ever so <laughs> hilarious. Load the tune, <laughs> But also, it's it's so good. So because- you sounded Italian. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that was a little bit of time. Yeah. But I will tell you. Um, I, I speak almost no Spanish, but I can, you know what I can do? Recognize Spanish words. And what she was saying, I couldn't yeah, tell it was, what yeah, words they was, were. Yeah, you could tell was, that that's something, what you just said is I, nothing. It's not, yeah. What are but you doing? But it sounded what? Spanish enough. Uh, no, right? <laughs> it was awesome. One point she said Danny DeVito, though. Oh my God, <laughs> seriously. And also, I mean, uh, I've never, like, listen, uh, I'll, uh, at the end, there, there was a poster. I'm like, Punky Johnson's beautiful. Like, that's a nice poster. I mean, I think that was pretty Photoshopped. <laughs> right? uh, th- having said that, <laughs> the ending was the weakest part. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Not, yeah. And not necessarily because of Mick Jagger because the Mick Jagger thing no that's whatever wasn't terrible because it, it was kind of amusing to see him in a role like role like that it's felt weird because like why is Mick Jagger here <laughs> yeah that it, his appearance overshadowed the amusement I, of I seeing couldn't pay Mick Jagger in that the, role to the the plot because I'm thinking why is Mick Jagger yeah. here? <laughs> I get Pedro Pascal. Yeah. I think we all do. Like if Mick Jagger was hosting, I would have been like, oh, okay, that's that's pretty yep, yep. funny. But, but what are yeah. you doing here? So weird. Um, no, you're talking about the the end end right yeah yeah that when they, they when she's like i'm i have my own show and like here's the poster for it and it's like that was a bad yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh my favorite joke in this sketch though is when she comes in she said hold on did he call me a negro yeah, yeah. Like, no 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 negro means black she's like yeah i know what it means <laughs> yeah. the, the color not the people yeah that was so good i actually i like it now better talking to you guys about it than i had some I thought no, in, the, in the moment, it seemed like it was a, a one-trick pony yeah. joke. To there is me, there is some rough stuff to it, but it, but I, I liked it for the most part. I thought it was pretty good. It was a little bit because even even when they were uh, doing take two and take three, uh, both Bad Bunny and Marcel Hernandez are are elongating, right? And that's fine. But I don't speak Spanish, and so the fact that they were saying even, even more what? and more, what you know what I'm saying? You don't speak Spanish. Even though they were saying more and more, it was lost on me. So mm-hmm. so I don't know. I'm not in on that joke. Yeah. Where where they started saying like a uh, sentence in a sentence and they became four sentences and four sentences. 
cool. I don't know what you're saying. And maybe, uh, um, you know, closed captioning would have worked there, but it's not a pre-tape, so I, they can't do that. That's the only nitpick I have because- They actually still do closed captioning for the live show. They should have tried. All right, moving on. Please don't destroy. Bad Bunny is Shrek. Bad Bunny writes his own version of Shrek with each of the boys playing their own character. Ben as Puss in Boots. Martin as Donkey and John. For some reason, as Michael Jackson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Property of A24. I loved this so Good much. Lord, I loved it. I loved it was it. Uh, no notes. I have no notes. No notes. A no bad notes. Bunny was hilarious. Amazing. In this. Uh, it was just so, funny. so good. Everything. It's it's a different kind of confidence every, that Bad Bunny bring, brought. Yeah. To this every one. camera like take to a new character, or you know, you see Michael Jackson there, or that you see. We, so we talked about. It's just so freaking funny. We talked about Bad Bunny's uh, charisma and the fact that he's like, yeah, I'm still me, right? This was not dripping of charisma or the riz, as the kids call it. This is more like I don't understand why you don't think this is the, an amazing idea. So it was. It was well, but he, actually, no, even beyond that, though, because he plays it so aloof. Because like yep, he's, yep. he he doesn't care, but he's like he's like he's like, well, you like Shrek? He's like, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why are you doing this? It's okay. Yeah. You know? No, no, but like, well, you like, brought up Shrek first. Well, yeah. Since <laughs> it's, it's so you're absurd. in a Shrek, Shrek costume, my man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, was, but I'm pretty sure you brought up Shrek first. Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, but just the just the way he was kind of lackadaisical about like wanting to do it, but he had the script for the movie, and then having having them do it. Also, the makeup they used for the teeth on Donkey oh was incredibly unsettling. It's, because that, if you look, <laughs> which I, makes I, it even more funny though. It's I looked so up good. Donkey from Shrek, and he does have an askew tooth. Like he that. does. Yeah, I didn't realize that. But, it, but it's the it's way it's so pronounced. It's the way, in his mouth, the way it sits on his mouth. So and dumb. honestly, if you would have shown me a picture, I wouldn't have known that that was Martin Hurley. Yep. yep. <laughs> And the Shimon oh, from the Michael God. Jackson. Shimon, I, I can't do this. <laughs> I, it's not, it doesn't make sense. It's just, it, it was, every line was so funny yeah. to me in this. Every it just single hit thing so worked. well. I don't know how these guys do it every week. Where they and, a, and, a, with... and a solid quick ending, too, is that, nah, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it in the trash. What the hell are we doing? Yeah, they man, so good. All right, move on. Weekend update with Colin Jost and Michael Che. Weekend update anchors. Colin Jost and Michael Che tackle the week's biggest news, like Joe Biden giving a strong warning to anyone thinking about attacking Israel, where he also said the attacks were like 15 9-11s, the new candidates for Speaker of the House, Trump's gag order, and more. Let's do the predometer here. That's a meter on how much we think Brad enjoyed the host's chemistry. And Ben and I guess what this is, and then Brad tells us how wrong we were. Last I, week, Brad said I was. I, I got closer. I said sixty-five, and he said like seventy-two, and you said like sixty-eight. Yeah, something yeah. Like that. This is definitely like a sixty-five. I'm going. It's I'm, definitely lower than last week. I'm going fifty-four. Okay. I Brad, thought this was one of the weakest weekend updates I've seen in a long time. Right. It's a tiny bit over, but he's right. I was going to give this a fifty just because it was like mid down the middle. Not really. There, there was some chuckling at each other, but not really Can, any interaction. I, I win that one then, right? Yeah. And I honestly think no, that you, we both went over. It's a president's right rules. But no, 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 but I, I win. And my, I think what? On, honestly, I think that this, overall this edition of Weekend Update was just kind of meh. Uh, I, there was the, the, the rare, rare for Weekend Update with hold these on. two guys. I will we, say though, there were a couple jokes. The 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 don't thing at the beginning is is fine enough, but then the the Secret Service dog, uh, uh, you know, his dog biting Secret Service agents. I laughed out loud at that. Like it's yeah. a good joke. There, fine. there was a couple good laugh out loud moments, but otherwise I was just kind of like politely chuckling throughout this. See, one. I, I thought they were. I, I, I also thought it ended weird. 
And that's weekend update. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> that it, was yeah. a little strange. And uh, and I didn't really care anything about like the Jada Pinkett Smith thing. It's not, yeah, it's not so, like it's like a particularly interesting impression. And we'll I, get into that too. The weekend update bit. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith on her marriage to Will Smith. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, played by Egon Wodum, stops by weekend update to discuss her book Worthy and her marriage to Will Smith. So this is this is the same problem I have with the political stuff. You're just repeating. Yeah, what's the really actual happening. story? And what's ha- what's happening is already ridiculous enough to laugh about in the news. Like, there's you're not making here. it funny. Exactly. There's the only thing, the one, the one part that was amusing uh, was when she just uh, she's, like, she's, like, she's like, she's like, oh, and you brought up Tupac, and she's like, I didn't, man. <laughs> but again, I would have loved to have seen. Right? Yeah. I would have loved to have uh, changed that to bring bring Will Smith on just learning that he hasn't been married for. Six years, yeah. right? Like, do, or that, like, do anything, I didn't know it. Do, do something, right? Do anything around the story. Change the angle yeah, of exactly. the story yeah. instead of just literally doing an impression of the story that already exists. It's so weird to me that they choose to do that. Yeah, no, I was nothing not against Ego not... Nuotum. She does a great no, job, fine, but it's just but the... it just didn't work. Um, <sighs> yeah. So yeah, and it was a rare miss for me for Weekend Update. Yeah, I didn't feel like the 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 two hosts also, had it was, much it, it was chemistry. Dis- it was either. short too, so maybe maybe there was something there. Yeah, I mean there was because there was only the I did notice that the, a lot of the sketches were uh, around five to six minutes. So I wonder it's if they just had a longer sketches. And so then that, that's where they chose to cut. So yeah. maybe they, yeah, they, and maybe they, that's why they cut such one a of the Weekend Update quick update. Yeah, maybe you didn't have like ending. a second guest at the desk or something like that. They're like, sorry, Bobby Moynihan, drunk Google, not this week. <laughs> yeah, only one. Yeah. All right, Protected Mom uh, 2, written by Martin Hurley, Marcelo Hernandez, John Higgins, Ben Marshall, and Asha Ward. A son, played by Marcelo Hernandez, brings his new girlfriend, played by Chloe Trost. Did you notice her, Brad? She was in this okay. one? She was in this one. <laughs> it, it was not Chloe Feynman. Yeah. A collector. Brings her home to his aunt, played by Bad Bunny and Mother Pedro Pascal. And things escalate from there. This is obviously bringing back a sketch that Marcelo Hernandez uh, wrote back in uh, the Pedro Pascal episode. What did you guys think? I still think it's hilarious. Yeah, honestly, this was one of the rare instances where the second time doing a sketch worked just as well, if not slightly better. I than disagree the first there, time. but I will say it's it's so close. I don't know Bad Bunny did well in yeah, the And the way that they bounced off each other was really nice too. And I also really appreciated like the introduction of new a new more niche things cuz like you you have the the overall cultural view of like how Hispanic mothers treat their sons and how they're reactive, like not believing in depression and all that kind of thing. Which is, I don't know if you guys watched that clip when uh, uh, Marcelo Hernandez was on Seth Meyers, is a real thing that yeah. he got from his mother. The, <laughs> like, that, that's a real thing the, that like Hispanic like families in general, like like the, they kind of disregard depression as yeah. like a real thing. <laughs> the, funniest, the funniest thing is the entire thing, again, Pedro Pascal walks over to the trash dumps out all and he takes his time and it, it takes a minute for those things to fall out but and then he immediately puts kudos to him by the way for doing and he's looking he's looking right in the camera basically but then put the yarn put the yarn oh. in it because even though it i'm not string, hispanic that was, i know that was one of the bits that i was like that's I, that's fucking so perfect. Fucking i was good. shocked at the like the um audience reaction to that they just love that bit and uh I'm hoping, it, obviously, because it's Bad Bunny, right? There's a lot of uh, Hispanic people That's in the absolutely, audience, absolutely and so was, then they yeah. get it, right? Which just. Oh, what a great! So I'm I'm sure that's Marcel Hernandez writing. Yeah, and, and that I, was one, and that guessing, was one that was one of like the niche things that I was like, yeah, so this good. is just perfect. So I'm good. guessing this whole idea is Marcelo Hernandez and those the Please Don't Destroy guys are coming around him to help kind of clarify so the, and do the other that, part but. that I love about this is because Pedro Pascal is so good at sketch, 
is if you notice in that moment, right, he, t- he took the time to dump it, right, and they weren't all falling out at once, but he didn't freak out. And then one of the yarn things fell on the ground, and he, he bent over, he picked it up, and he put it in there. He took his time. Everything was in character. That's what a mom would yeah. have done. It wasn't rushed. You know, it was, he's great. Yeah. Um, I and the, the for, I love the just the the Spanglish too of like the little oh, English yeah. that they insert there and it, make, it makes the punchline. I'm pretty line sure she's talking about me. Yeah, there's so much like like to be said about how well like you can make comedy work where you don't if you don't speak Spanish you don't understand most of what's being said, but it's phrased in such a way that if you get enough keywords yep, in there, yep. you understand exactly what it is. It's, yep. it's all right tone, right? Yeah. Like, I can tell she's talking shit about her, yeah. and then she's saying like, flat ass or yeah, whatever. That's great. Greta Thunberg. <laughs> oh my God, that made me laugh <laughs> out loud. No, I agree, Brad. It, it's, it's, for me, as good as the first one, which is hard, um, and I just love that they brought Pedro Pascal back oh. for this. But also, I, Bad Bunny was great. He did well. a great, Bad Bunny yeah, did a was. great job, yeah. All right, moving on. Subway Platform. A man played by Devin Walker talks to an employer, played by James Austin Johnson, about the results. While a bunch of crazy things happen in an adjacent train with Mikey Day, Heidi Gardner, Punky Johnson, Ego Nwodum, Keenan Thompson, Bowen Yang, Marcelo Hernandez, and Molly Carney. Um, this is a little bit like the IHOP sketch, isn't it? Well, Waffle House. Not, not Waffle House. House. Sorry, it, Waffle, Waffle it's, House. It's a lot like the Waffle House sketch. You, and you, I'm, you, you, you get that name right. <laughs> and I am fine with that because I honestly do think that there's community value in this as a recurring premise. Oh, yeah, I, I was fine with premise. this as well, For but, sure. Um, it, was, it was very funny. Not as well done as the first one because uh, one, as we were very shocked to learn uh, in after the episode was out and everything, they shot the Waffle House bits and the foreground bits of the CW drama separately and put them together. Here, you could see the seams because there was a lot more clear that there was green screen behind Devin Walker and James yep. Austin Johnson. Um, I don't think that what was happening in the background uh, was always quite as funny as what was happening with the Waffle House. I agree, I agree. Um, but I still think that I, I got There some... was plenty here to laugh yes, at. Yes, absolutely. Right? I, I, by no means was, was I disappointed. The rat was just so freaking funny. Yeah, I mean, because we're comparing this to what was one of the better sketches last year. Seriously, the whole of, season. of the yeah. whole season. Yeah, exactly. And so, this did not fall far away. I mean, it was not as good of her, but man, the every new character yeah. I, I laughed at yeah. and and it's really easy to uh, watch the background because obviously you know what's happening with the kind of uh, uh um the will smith vibe of what's that movie sorry uh, the pursuit of happiness yeah yeah so that that's the kind of vibe there and i'm like okay i get this now and and knowing that the waffle house sketch existed uh i knew i could tune out to what they were these two characters yeah. oh yeah I, could, then, I couldn't even tell you how that, that right. played out that, that was the problem for me is I was watching those two I was, too much yeah I, I I knew immediately oh I can watch what's back here see that's the difference between you and me and Nate is Nate cares about the heartfelt stuff and we're just like show yep. me the stupid shit yep yeah no no uh, uh, I don't know Ken, yeah, at the end I was crying because a homeless guy might have a job <laughs> and you guys were laughing like, at Keenan Thompson's dick is pretty big in that blur <laughs> The way Punky Johnson uh, hit that bag with a rat against the oh. window. Oh, scared of a rat! <laughs> it was so good. Uh, but yeah, this was I, I really like this one. A and lot. honestly, so when they don't know how to end a sketch, right? But he gets on the train, and then Keenan Thompson's characters are recurring, and that's good. And then yeah. they end it. They don't do something weird. It like I like. And it. I love that. And they they actually held back a little bit too. I feel like because they didn't make him say his line again. They just exactly. have him looking and smiling. Yep. And I love that. <laughs> yeah, not not too on the nose. Good stuff. Yep. Great All job, right. SNL. Uh, moving on, convent meeting. The head nun, played by Molly Carney, informs the other nuns, played by Bad Bunny, Chloe Feynman, Heidi Gardner, Punky Johnson, Ego Nwodum, Sarah Sherman, who's there, I think, for her first sketch of the night, and Chloe Trost, that there is a man amongst their group. It is eventually revealed to be Sister Kevin, played again 
for some reason <laughs> by Mick Jagger. I gotta say, of the two sketches that brought this in is, Mick Jagger last minute, this is, this is the one that worked, and this, this is, is the one that made yeah, the most sense. Yeah, yeah. I don't care because needed him, but I don't give a shit that it's Mick Jagger. But I love that it wasn't Bad Bunny, right? Like, yeah, of course. That was and, a great twist. Yeah, they, also, were, they were definitely leading up to making I, you think. I you know? love the fact that uh, uh, that. This is a, a sketch where it's not in Spanish, so Bad Bunny has to absolutely do his best at English. And I just kept watching him going like, no matter what you say, I, I'm in love right now because his vibe comes through there. Like, of course, all the ladies would like that. So, and some of the uh, some of the awkwardness of him is great. Works right? for it this works. character, yeah, too. It was yeah. perfect. Like he was p- poorly trying to hide it yeah. as, as if he were the man. You know? like, yeah, no, but who is that? Like, it worked so <laughs> yeah. well. Stalk. That's clever, clever writing. Mixed with a, a great premise. Yeah. Is it Sister uh, Act 3? Is yeah. that what they went? Yeah. Like, which, the end, yeah. Uh, again, the fucking peacock and they fucking stop stupid. It. Stop yeah. it. Don't do it. You don't, you need, don't need it. Have, you don't need it. Yeah. Just let it be. Uh, but yeah. And so this Mick Jagger did work in this one, I think. Uh, yeah. It, it was not bad. It, it was fine. It wasn't necessary in my not opinion. Not necessary, like, but if, you didn't need Mick Jagger to do that cameo. Of course. But if you were going to put yeah. Mick Jagger in Agreed. one sketch tonight, it should have been this one. And that's the perfect role for him. Yeah. And that would have been awesome if it was a one off and that's all he did. You're like, this is shocking but also fine he's an aging sex symbol whatever yeah whatever. exactly it makes sense because yeah. you've got an aging sex symbol that you know exactly can do that role um it was also funny just like the idea that but it's almost halloween and that's why we should all get railed and also the one thing too is and i don't know if this was meant to be like disguising uh sister kevin poorly or if Mick Jagger just made the rock decision, is like, is like, no, I'm not putting on the black nun sleeves because it was just his white button down with the the right. nun hood yep. over it and black pants. <laughs> no, I don't want to. No, I need to be Sister Kevin. <laughs> no, make my name Kevin. People need to know I'm a male. Mick Jagger, can you put the sleeves on? No, no, not funny. Not funny. <laughs> and honestly, so after John Mulaney's bit about that. As soon as he showed up in the very first sketch, I was like, fuck this guy. Like, I know he's an asshole, and I don't want to be a part of this. Diet Coke! Not funny! All right. Fuck final, you, Mick Jagger. I said it. Final sketch of the night. A man, played by Mikey Day, tries to tell his employees, played by Bowen Yang, Ego Nwodum, Bad Bunny, and Keenan Thompson, about company layoffs, while one of the company employers, Enrique, played by Bad Bunny, talks about his daughter's marriage. This kind of reminded me a little bit of, like, I don't know if Bad Bunny was trying to, to do a little bit of an accent or a little bit of a kind of a weird kind of vocal intonation. It kind of reminded me of the Pedro Pascal in the hospital bed sketch. You know? Oh, that's interesting. I, I didn't get that. I, I did think he I was- I didn't think about that either, but like, maybe. I do think he was putting on- That's what I'm saying. Like, a, I felt like that silliness of a voice I was think, there. I think it was him trying to be like- an, Shy. An, yeah, like an adorable kind of guy. Like It like, did come across that like, way. I'm very excited I, about my daughter's I, I wedding. Actually, I've watched, I watched this one twice. I, it was funny the second time. I, I didn't dislike the sketch at all. I did. Did you? Uh, yeah, Watch I it did. again, though, because I, I honestly- What do you I, have against Bad Bunny? I did see it twice because uh, Brittany watched it separately from me because she- Fiance? Uh, yeah, because I had to watch it earlier in the morning to write my review. Um, And she- uh, So, yeah, so she watched it and I watched it with her again. And I just, I just didn't think that- the premise itself was all that funny. Like it, it was amusing on on some level, and I do appreciate the the way that Bad Bunny kind of made it adorable because the way he is speaking, like it is yeah, cute. It is it's, it's, very it's, a, it's a cute way he's doing it. I just didn't think it was particularly funny, so I didn't like really just like the it. kind of the fabric of the sketch. Yeah, itself. it just did, it just didn't feel like it was good for me. I have been in meetings though where people are like Bad Bunny. Sure, where of course. they're like, <laughs> you know, and so like I got that kind of humor in it. Yeah, but. 
it wasn't certainly my favorite sketch. I thought Bad Bunny himself, though, did fairly well. I thought he sketch. was fine. Yeah. I, I do think this was the, the one sketch, though, where if there was an issue with him being funny because he's not that great at speaking English, this was the sketch that sure. hurt the most. Uh, ben, what did you think about this one? So I I think the one thing, I one positive about it was when they broke off into the two and two groups and that Kenan Thompson didn't do what I thought he was going to do, which is complain about... But he got on board with it. Yeah. He got on board with it. And me like, well, yeah, no, no. The biggest decision is wedding DJ or band, you know, because a band, you know, and that part of it, got me a little bit because i was like okay this is this is, uh comedy is uh what's unexpected and i didn't expect that um they they went to the same well though of course like three or four times and like, again uh we, we really just like you know we, and i understand that, uh, good for you but we yeah. really need to get on yeah, that mikey day was a little weak in this one yeah, yeah that was tough um but yeah it's it's whatever i it doesn't again we're we're no longer in the 10 to 1 territory that's not a 10 to 1 sketch no and so our our podcast doesn't matter anymore. It was a little odd to not see Sarah <laughs> Sherman do too much this episode. I, I would have loved to have seen She's her. She's not do really like doesn't speak Puerto Rican to me. Like personally, right? Like like when I see her, I'm not thinking, oh yeah, she can do a lot of Puerto Rican comedy. I don't know. It just felt like the ten to one for me is a good Sarah Sherman. Yeah, sketch, it's it's, right? it's in her wheelhouse for sure. Um, I would have loved to see more for her. They're all, right. all going to be winners. Let, let's let's compare the first two episodes a little bit. Pete Davidson versus Bad Bunny. Which episode did you like better? I think I, I like this one better. Yeah, I did. I, think I, did I like too. this one I better for sure. Too, yeah. Did. Yeah. Not uh, by a, a huge amount. No. No. Yeah. But, no. I, I did though. Clearly, I like this one better. I didn't think it was a great episode, but it it was yeah. it was good enough. I mean, I'm I'm sitting here, you know, uh, Monday morning quarterbacking this thing and thinking through all the sketches as we're talking about them. There's and some funny ones are way more good than bad. Yeah. Right. And honestly, I think that the, maybe the weakest sketch was the last one yeah. of the night. Right. And but, I was but beyond I, that. They were all pretty good. And I was expecting this not to be that great yeah. simply because I uh, even though Bad Bunny has been in a few things uh, like like Bullet Train, uh, he had a small role in F9, uh, the fast saga. Um, I didn't think that he was going to be skilled at comedy, especially knowing, too, that he does not speak English very well. And again, this really does speak. And I'm beating this uh, dead horse here. But it speaks to the fact that they were able to make the show better around him. I think that when you're talking about something good and you're saying it repeatedly, we have to come up with something better than beating a dead horse, like like like, like supporting a champion horse no, or something. I, but but I think that like I, I, I don't like to beat any horse. I, a dead I, one or a I mean one. it as a way of like this is me being bad. Oh no, I know. I, I'm saying it again and again and again. Yeah, but sorry, but but you're not beating a dead horse. You're you're trying to bring a horse back to life. Resurrect it, buddy. <sighs> yeah, boy. Okay. All right, let's talk about our favorite sketch of the night. What did you? What did you, what sketch did you like the best? Tonight? My, mine was the Age of Discovery, just barely edging out. Please don't destroy uh, Shrek with with Bad Bunny. Um, I just, I just I thought the Age of Discovery was just uh, a better sketch, just by just by a little bit. Just by a little bit. Yeah. Uh, by un poquito. Un poquito. Benny, what do you think? What do you think, Nate? Yeah, that that it was between those two for me. I'm gonna go Age of Discovery because I thought it was a little more innovative. Yeah. Um, the Please Don't Destroy guys being absurd is their 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 bread and butter, yeah. right? And it was absurd. It was perfect. I loved it every minute of it. But I thought that the Age of Discovery was creative, yeah, um, and funny, and and it and it was well shot. It was all of those things together, and so it was what sketch comedy should be. And I, I'm gonna give it to that one. Uh, I st I still uh, it, it, to to me it was between uh, Age of Discovery and the the Subway uh, one. Oh, really? I really liked the Subway. I, I watched it three times because of, I just kept going back and then only focusing on the background. 
And over and over again, I was finding new things that I liked about it, right? Yeah. So I love it when they take the time to do nuanced things in the background that are, maybe you don't catch the first time, even though it's a live sketch show. Um, but I still got to give it to Age of Discovery because yeah. honestly, um, I have never seen a, a fully immersive Spanish language uh, uh sketch that and it crushed yeah and you got and fred armerson can do no wrong bad bunny was perfect marcelo hernandez by the way i'll just lead into my segue here mvp me too oh my god yeah. how could it not be yeah, he yeah. was he, uh, he was in everything uh, and he crushed uh, it no number two for me though a distant two was mikey day because he did so much he tried yeah. <laughs> he tried so he tried hard so hard he did uh so i i give i give him some credit here but marcelo hernandez marcelo hernandez had to be so excited with bad, bad bunny but bad bunny <laughs> is my second Punky Johnson had a good night no, too. She did you know? great, yeah. yeah, there was some good stuff. But yeah, ba Bad Bunny. I was thoroughly impressed by Bad Bunny. Yeah. You know, I, I would. So it, when we talk about like, should he host again? Absolutely. Yeah, I would see a Bad Bunny episode two tomorrow. Also, because it gives Marcelo Hernandez even more. Like, yeah, he's become he's so good. He's so funny. I really love him. I hope he gets to write some more because he's um no I uh, he, big, he's really big, coming big into his Marcelo own. Hernandez fan. I, yeah. I really like him. So we did it. All right. Hey, uh, Brad, what do we got coming up? Actually, I'm very, very, very excited about this next episode. Uh, explain to our listeners who's coming. Donald Trump is coming back to SNL. And that's why Nate yeah, cannot Nate, wait. He is so excited. Hey, He's wearing his red power prove tie. Me, prove to me the 2020 election wasn't stolen. <laughs> no. Uh, Nate Bargatze is hosting Saturday Night Live so excited. on October 28th. If you haven't heard of Nate Bargatze, he is a fantastic stand-up comedian. Uh, you should watch his specials that he has on Netflix. Watch uh, everything you can find. Uh, the Tennessee so Kid and the uh, the Greatest Average American. Uh, there's also one called Hello World uh, All on, of it on Amazon Prime. I will recommend, if you do watch his Netflix stuff, maybe go out of your way to watch his half-hour special the in the stand-ups because there's a great bit in there that he does kind of a sequel to in one of his specials. Nate Bargatze is so talented that he decides Besides, I'm gonna do a half an hour special, and then in my in my first hour, I will at the end of that hour recap a follow up to two bits that were in my, and it works so perfectly. Yeah, it's well worth your time. But start with Netflix, the stand up, or the stand ups, and watch this episode, and then do Tennessee Kid. And then do the greatest average. American. Were you guys a little surprised, by the way, that he got announced as a, I, a host? I am. I actually, was, and I and I'm I'm very curious and somewhat apprehensively so because I'm very I'm I'm wondering how yeah. good he's going to be as far as sketch comedy because yep, he doesn't seem too. like someone who has a lot of comedic range. Um, so I I'm wondering what they're going to do with him and how, what that's going to be like. I, I don't know. So the crazy part about uh, Nate Bargatze would be his against type would be me. He'd be like screaming and running around because he only is very dry. Yeah, he's very, very dry, subtle, very calm, very calm. Very, yep. And so I do want to see if they do go all out and like put him in a dress and make him scream. Right. That's that is. Super he's not insane. a guy that would remind me, or that I would think has ten impressions that he could do. No way. Right. No way. Um, yeah. Have you ever seen uh, any of his material from before he got like recognized for how he looks now? No. How he looks? Yeah. Like like the way he, like the way he looks now is how you've always seen him. He has he, he makes has fun a, of himself. He has now, a yeah. has a beard. He looks kind of like a cool guy, but also like a like back, a cool dad. Well, like a cool back, dad. Yeah. Back twenty years ago though, he he was clean shaven and a little bit chubby. Yeah, if you go back and look at like his Comedy Central presents from from a while back, he looks like a dork. Yeah, uh, and I'm I'm I I like it was totally he, floored. Me. He has aged gracefully. Yeah, unlike he, me. money does that. No, I think it's just. I think losing weight and growing the, a beard the, does that. The pandemic did it for him because he got in shape over the pandemic. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. He goes, you can do, in that bed. He's like, you can do it one of two ways. 
you know, I've been doing it for 40 years, so I decided to finally go the other way and get in shape. <laughs> but he is such a good observational comic. He's yeah. and, and he's so and, funny. Okay, there are a lot of self-deprecating. And he'll probably do 10 minutes of stand-up. Oh, for sure. In his monologue. There, there are so many uh, comics out there that are self-deprecating. He does it in a way that is incredibly approachable, and you don't feel like, oh, well, that's not really you. Very Midwestern. Yeah. Yep, very, yeah. Well, maybe that's know. why we love him so yeah. much. So Nate Bergatz will be hosting, and he'll be joined by musical guest Foo Fighters. Again, so excited. I, hope, yeah. I hope they get in on I, some of the fun. I might actually watch the musical guest this time. I, I oh, love. I definitely well but dave grohl could also oh, act yeah. he could host dave grohl would, could be host and i would be very excited i wish yeah. he would yeah it'd be yeah. Really fun so yeah we'll be back uh, after that episode next weekend make sure you tune in and it'll be the halloween episode too so that should be bring some extra fun. so yeah they'll definitely bring back david s pumpkins again for no reason i don't care maybe Mick jagger will come back again Ugh. I'd much rather have David S. Pumpkins. Than me. I actually would too, because so, maybe it means Bobby Moynihan. Hey, we need your help. If you can, uh, like us, rate us, give us a review, um, but most importantly, share this podcast with your friends or your family that like Saturday Night Live. Uh, we enjoy talking about this show, and we hope you do as well. We'd love to hear your opinions. Go to the 10to1.com and share them with us. If you liked a sketch or you want to defend a sketch that maybe we talked about poorly or you want to say, hey, you guys were wrong about something, let us know. Go to the 10to1.com or follow us on Facebook or Twitter or X and or you know what? In the meantime, called. get yourself a pumpkin with herpes. <laughs> hey, uh, Braddy, you're on you're online somewhere, right? No. Okay. Uh, I'm not either. Oh, crap. Slashroom.com. Check out my reviews of Saturday Night Live every Sunday morning after new episodes. At Ken Bonowitz, I have uh, a tweet with 64 likes because Kyle Kinane retweeted it. <laughs> You're oh, very so excited about that. I was so happy. It's my biggest one ever. And one of uh, them is by Dick Danger or something? <laughs> Dick Dangler. <laughs> That's what it is. Get his name correct. Well, Dick Danger sounds cooler. <laughs> All right, everyone. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Be good to yourself. Be good to others. Bye-bye. <laughs>